All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly is a Toronto Maple Leaf, and it feels so good. Presented by PointsBet Canada, it's the Wednesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill with you. How are you, Rosie? What's going on, buddy? Oh, obviously pretty good. I'm on a betting heater right now. The Leafs are flying and uh, things are good, buddy. We got a great guest coming up tonight. So yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day. Yeah, the only thing you know is that it's it's morning for you and not really tonight, but uh, we'll we'll let that be. But yeah, you're right. Like it's it, it, a lot is we're, we're feeling good right now. I don't know who's hotter, you or Ryan O'Reilly in terms of what you're bringing to the table. Um, I should ask you too. Uh, I brewed this out on social media yesterday in the Leafs Nation twitter page this new line needs a nickname uh you're mr nickname yeah. but some that we got thrown our way the dirty farmers of ontario line that courtesy our very own nick barden the passion line seems to be the winner do you have a different nickname or do you like the passion line oh not off the top of my head i'll have to think about that one and come up the passion line the passion line yeah not bad not bad the fucking stud line is what it looks like last night oh rip city my dude remember to subscribe tap that like button leave us a review wherever you're checking us out and don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Also, as you know, we're in the process of migrating over to our very own YouTube page. Make sure to subscribe and like at the Leafs Nation 401 at the Leafs Nation 401. You see it on your screen there, courtesy producer Alex. We are growing quickly, so make sure to go check that out. Right now, all our interviews and clips and shorts are all out there at the Leafs Nation 401. 
thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube, and we'll get to those a bit later on here on the show. As Rosie mentioned and alluded to, we got another fantastic guest on today's show, 2003 Stanley Cup champion, NHL network analyst. He's from That's Hockey Talk podcast. He's a noted Leafs Twitter troll as well. Mike Rupp, who scrapped Jay Rosehill, I believe, three times in their illustrious careers. We'll break that down coming up. Mike Rupp is coming up in about 10 minutes from now. But for now, let's get over the boards. I aptly titled this best trade ever, man. What a night in Buffalo, 6-3. And did we not talk about this yesterday, how it would be littered with Leafs fans? It felt like that's the loudest I've heard Scotiabank Arena last night. <laughs> yeah, man, you got some uh, some real hockey fans in there, apparently. But uh, yeah, I was watching it at home and either my wife or my kid said something like, is this, is this in Toronto or where is this? And <laughs> I was like, no, no, that's down in Buffalo. And then they're chuckling at the... The 16 minute flight on the way home and everything else it's it's nice when you can play down there and the fans decide to jump in their cars and cruise across the line and, and support the team it, it's unreal because it's got to be deflating for a home team to get scored on and then have their own barn just blow up with applause man it's 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 demoralizing it was a tough night for your boy upl uko pekka lukanen one of the best names in hockey young prospect netminder for the sabers four on ten but it, it really wasn't his fault and again this was spearheaded by the passion line is what we're quoting them right now ryan o'reilly have yourself a night we love the revenge angle you loved it in your points bet canada play yesterday and uh he scores a hat trick three and one in that game that line in general combining for 13 points in the night rosie <laughs> It's outrageous, man. And I mean, that first one, yeah, what a dish, what a dish, what vision from uh, from Mitch Marner right on his tape and he finishes this time. Then he gets sent in by Johnny T. Nice little pass right on the backhand. This time he goes backhand and it goes top titty as opposed to going in the bar and out. He's had chances throughout his first two games and, uh, and then buries the empty netter, but that line was absolutely buzzing. The thing that stands out to me is the points absolutely littered across the board from everybody Except Austin Matthews, the Mr. Point Man, mm -hmm. Mr. Goal Scorer. He's, uh, he's held off the score sheet in just one one shot. So, I mean, that's that's the scariness of this team, man. Like, if Austin Matthews doesn't even do anything, look how much firepower they still have. You're not relying on one or two guys. It is spread out. Our offense is scary. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, that. that's the scary part about this whole situation. They score six goals and their best scorer, their best player get squat an egg in the game. I thought Nylander was really, really quiet as well. It just shows you when they flex their muscles offensively, what they can do. And you just can't not help but love Ryan O'Reilly, man. I just love his calm, cool demeanor. I think it's perfect for this market. It seems like nothing phases him. Granted, they're three games in, but he's really, really chill. And I, I think it it correlates perfectly with like personalities like Nylander and, and Marner and the moxie of like a Matthews. And then you have stoic guys like JT and, and Ryan O'Reilly. I like the mix quite a bit. Yeah, it's it's unreal, man. Like when you add him, you roll down the roster and it is just scary and personalities seem to click. It doesn't seem to be any egos getting in the way at all. And a guy like O'Reilly, and we talked about when he got dealt here, he's his experience level and his his camaraderie and his teammate, his just being a solid teammate, there's gotta be a better word for that where just everyone likes you. You're good to be around. He's that got that big toothless smile everyone would respect him because of his resume and they've talked that 
ad nauseum about like the fact that his professionalism is so high. He'll grab young guys after for a half hour after practice and just show them little things he's learned. He just, he wants to win, but he's, he's just a guy that you'd want on his team. And I can see why they, why they went after him first and got this deal done. And I just keep shaking my head at the fact that we didn't have to get up, give up like a Matthew Nizer or someone big that, that would be detrimental to our future. We gave up some draft picks that we can get back in four years when those guys would even be close we can get back some picks or pick up whoever that guy is or it's not going to hurt the future man time is now it's just a fantastic trade and after last night it's just so clear that we won it yeah it's early to say that but roji i know you have an appreciation for that new look fourth line man uh czar achari kerfoot your boy nola achari was credited for seven hits last night i was worried for anybody in that building because he was like a brahma bull out there i loved him and i love what he's bringing so far absolutely i mean that's just like the little uh that's like like the little sprinkle in that trade man like i don't think it is too early to say that we've won it we have gotten so much better the other teams haven't we didn't give up screw all for them look at the fourth line look at the third line look at the we're just we're just full we're we're deep our front end is the best in the league and you know our, our defense is not bad either and our attendees are capable of being very good i'm happy where the team's at if they add even more and get even better in you know the time left before the before the trade deadline it's it's just scary i'm really happy with the team right now i know you know they their only little their only blemish is that they lose to piece of shit teams which is pretty irrelevant in the playoffs <laughs> isn't it? a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It is, uh, but I can't go as far as to anoint a winner three games in, man. We all got to temper our expectations. I know Leafs Nation were going nuts last night after the first period. You're texting and calling everybody, this is our year, this is it. I'm telling you, we won't measure this trade until game one, until game seven against Tampa, ultimately, until we know what happens in that first round. Because if they lose, quite frankly, it's the same old situation. It's the same old story. Furthermore, people trying to compare it to the Nick Foligno trade. Can you stop, please? Like, there is no correlation at all. Nick Foligno was at a different point in his career when he came over from Columbus. He was dinged up, but a way different player. Like, we knew the offensive pedigree was still there with Raleigh. I know he's coming off a foot injury, but still, he's a really good player. 
He's still only 32. I just can't draw many comparisons to when they got, they went out there because I know people were slagging already Nick Foligno, the fact that O'Reilly's already scored more goals than him in three games than he had in his entire tenure as a Maple Leaf. It's a different type of situation, Rosie. Yeah, it is. They're different players. It's a different team. It's a different time. I, I don't. I wasn't even paying too much attention to that uh, to that era of the Maple Leafs. But uh, this Ryan O'Reilly, I mean, he's he can put up the points. He's a playoff performer. He's won a Frank Selkie Trophy for the best defensive forward. He's responsible yeah. defensively and just a playoff performer. Man, he's proven it, and he's just a great addition to the team. Um, is is it all said and done? Of course not, man. We still got to get through the toughest division that there is in mm-hmm. hockey right now being you got to play the Tampa Bay Lightning and most likely the Boston Bruins and it's no not easy you go around to the west and pick those divisions and stuff I think the Leafs would run through that right to the right to the Stanley Cup finals but it's not the way it is in this uh in this division and they're gonna have to prove themselves so you might as well do it early and again if stranger things have happened they could shit the bed in the first round man and we'd all be sitting here with nothing and being pretty dejected but all you can do is is put together the best team you possibly can and they have certainly done it this year i'm i'm quite thrilled with where they've gotten to from where they started at training camp i risk of being too negative i'll tell you i wasn't happy about that third period um i I know i know they dummied them i know they played outstanding specifically in the first i thought the second was a wash like it felt like both teams were just waiting for the final buzzer in the game but the third period it's happened way too frequently, and I understand it's mm-hmm. it's what game fifty eight of the season in the long run. It doesn't mean much, but I, I wasn't crazy about that third period where Rosie it, it turned five three, and you start to revisit some old demons, my friend. Yeah, it had that look to it a little bit, but in you know to come to the defense of that team, I mean, with the chances that was going yeah. on and what it looked like, it wasn't going to be an eight nothing game, and it was easy. The chances were just pouring on like an avalanche and when that happens mm-hmm. collectively as a team it's almost impossible not to kind of veer away from the systems and veer away from the positioning and the support that that you need to normally have on any given night in the NHL and when it, it starts to become a blowout things kind of seem easy and it's easy to kind of start making that little riskier play or or maybe finding yourself in uh, you know more on the offensive side of the puck it's easy to happen and it happens to almost every team including good teams but I will agree with you. It seems like the Leafs' Achilles' heel is being unable to right the ship when the momentum starts to come against them. And I mean, they can't—they can't seem to turn it around against the bottom barrel teams when they're down a couple goals. Like good teams should be able to just come back and and just run the table on them and, and end up winning the game when the momentum gets switched and you know it starts to have the ice tilted against them. The Leafs just seem to scramble a little bit, and it's been their Achilles' heel. And you see that in the goal and they just can't get it and they seem to be skating in mud and just a little bit stuck it and you know I don't put a lot of stock into that third period but but certainly they didn't step on their throats and shut the door yeah I just feel a bit for Ilya Samsonov and I'm not like a a goaltender apologist or anything like even when I played beer league I could not care less about getting that shutter I care more about you know racking up points but I do care long run for this Maple Leafs team can they get over the hump can they beat Vasilevsky in game six and seven because that's the ultimate concern for me, Rosie. We know it's going to get to a game six or seven, very, very likely. And then you have Mariana Rivera on the other side of the ice. And you just can't, the margin for error is so slim that you have to play close to perfect hockey to finally beat that guy. Yeah, I mean, we will see. It's He's one of the best goalies in the world. And he's kind of had their number before. And they got a good team over there. But uh, 
it's up in the air. I could I could see the Leafs winning in five games. I don't think it's a guarantee it's going to go six or seven. I'm not putting that prediction out there, but I mean, we'll <laughs> see how these two teams match up and we'll see how much people are clicking here. And I believe that the Toronto Maple Leafs are a better team this year from what I've watched. And we'll just see if they can put proof in uh, the the proof will be in the pudding. But yeah, if Vasilevsky decides to stand on his head and just become a wall out there, the Leafs could get frustrated and start spinning their wheels, which they have been known to do. Well, at the very least, I'm looking forward to that conversation. I'm also looking forward to this conversation. We've been trying to chase down today's guest for like three months. He's been too busy uh, trolling Leafs Twitter, but we finally got him. 2003 Stanley Cup champion, uh, studio and color analyst with NHL Network from That's Hockey Talk podcast. It's Mike Rupp. Rupper, what's up, buddy? What's going on, fellas? What is good? I'm happy you took a break uh, from trolling Leafs Nation to, uh, to, to join us on the show, buddy. Uh, hey, you know what? Uh, it's kind of my game inside the game. It's a hobby now. It's kind of become that. So, uh, you know, listen, I, I believe the things I say, but I also know that it it turns the wheel, uh, you know, kind of gets the the gears going for Leafs Nation. But, uh, hey, right now, Leafs Nation should feel pretty good. Last night looked incredible. And that was, I will say this, incredible trade by Kyle Dubas. And uh, I think we're going to keep seeing it pay dividends. Yeah, I was going to say, that's where I wanted to piggyback to. And I, I get your vibe, and that's why we've got along from day one, way back to our days. Uh, you know, obviously me working for NHL Network Radio, you still with the NHL Network. I get you. It's all about impressions, engagement. And I've been taking some heat from Lease Nation too, but it is what it is. So the Ryan O'Reilly line, we've been searching for a nickname, man. But can you talk about a better fit for a team? I just love what he brings to the table. Do you like the trade? Yeah, I love the trade, man. Uh, you see how it is situated right there on the screen, but I mean, that's what they've been going with. But I just love the flexibility that this gives. Uh, man, I've been, so I, I played my junior hockey in Erie, Erie uh, for the Otters in the Ontario Hockey League. And, uh, you know, I, I skated with the Otters when I was getting ready for my NHL seasons. I got to know, I got to know uh, O'Reilly a little bit and just watch the work he puts in, man. He's incredible. So smart. Like the crazy stuff he used to do post-practice. And I, I go out there and I remember the one time he was like, he was like, hey, can you work with me at the in the one end? And I'm like, yeah, okay. And, and I'm like, what do you want? What do you want to do? And he's like, uh, I'm going to stand in front of the net. So I was standing like board side kind of uh, – um, you know, I wasn't facing the net. I was facing the short uh, short side of the ice. And he's standing in front of the net. And he goes, just shoot pucks at me. And I go, what do you mean? And I, so I'm shooting, like, across the crease, basically. And I go, where do you want them? He goes, just put them, like, anywhere from my logo to, to my face. I'm like, you want me to shoot pucks, like, in there? And he's like, yeah. So I started firing them. Uh, they were, like, kind of hard saucers. I wasn't shooting the puck. But he's, like, he steps aside and almost, like, bunts it down. And then grabs it, goes upstairs. And he just kept doing those. And he was not missing. He has all these very unorthodox things we've seen him do in his training. But he, he prepares himself to be be able to situate in any situation. And I find that that's incredible. And that's what the Leafs got here, right? Like right now, yes, he's playing center ice. I'm assuming at some point we're going to see him. Um, we're going to see him at whatever you want to call it, third line center or whatever the yeah. situation is. But that's a luxury you have. You can move him around. He's he's very roster flexible. So I love him. He's an absolute gamer. And uh, they got a good one. I love Noel Chari too. I love what he brings to the table. Yeah, Rupper, what, uh, now that you're in the media side of things, you just kind of spread your energy out around the league? Or do you have a team you follow, some of your old teammates, your old teams you've played for? Where is your focus at usually? 
Um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because I'll get like, so I did, I did some uh, pre and post stuff with the Penguins the last number of years. And then this year I'm doing it with the, with the Rangers. Uh, I'm, I'm more residing in um, New Jersey NHL network. So it's more convenient for me to do it there. And obviously I got uh, a little bit of time that I played in my career in New York, but uh, it's funny because I, I don't really root for anybody. I have the teams that I played for that I guess if you were to ask yeah. me, I'd, yeah, I'd love to see any of them, especially the ones that have a few of the guys left on the squad, like to win a cup. Uh, yeah. But I also, I listen, I, I, and it kind of goes while you're saying off the top, Nick too. It's like, I, the, the side of this business, you guys know this, you don't have to be right, you know, and, and quite frankly, it might be better if you're wrong sometimes, right? But you got to do what you do with conviction, and, and, and that's what I do. So, again, those Leafs things, I, I believe those things, and, and I say those things. I say them with a little extra little spin on it uh, to get a reaction, but at the same time, I guess my point in this is that when I was doing Penguin stuff, any, I, I still am doing league-wide stuff with the network. So if things are happening with the Penguins that, that you know I don't like or or I think should be done differently, I'm I'm going to say it right. And then the Pens fans are like, "Oh, you used to," you know, they're almost pulling my alumni card from there. And then the Ranger fans are all about it until the one day I say something. You know, right now I'm pushing the Devils need Timo Meyer, and like that is the one thing they need. And I've been kind of being stupid and on, on social and throwing that out there. And Ranger fans are like. <laughs> the hell are you doing like we're supposed to play them in the first round you <laughs> you work at msg but i'm like hey listen i want to just call what i see from my experience and uh, again i might be wrong uh, i might be right but uh, i just love having the conversation with anybody about the nhl hey you live in the area it's almost like the devils need to make a move because the islanders got horvat and tarasenko went to the rangers no yeah it, it, in this devils team there I, I will say this though the the matchups that i've I would call a couple games this year with Devils Rangers, and the score was um, it was a close game in score. It wasn't really close in what I saw on the ice, right? Like the the Devils give the Ranger fits. The, the Rangers can't the speed of the Devils, the the tempo they play at their transition game. I mean, they're deadly. Uh, I am concerned about them in the playoffs. Uh, they have they have a small forward group. And especially in their top six. So <clears throat> that's something I think that if they don't address, and, and this isn't, hey, this isn't their year that they're supposed to be delivering a Stanley Cup. I mean, they're ahead of schedule. Uh, I think it's big for their guys and their players to to experience, the, especially the ones who haven't been to the playoffs, experience the playoffs. But they need a bigger body, man. They need an interior presence. And, uh, you know, they, Timo Meyer is 228 pounds, 230 pounds plays inside he, he he'll he'll find offense in the areas i think that their team can't and uh i i am concerned about them come playoff time because of their size and and maybe some of their inexperience but i, I think if you add a team of meyer it certainly helps but at the same rate who knows man if the, the round one matchup is devils rangers devils could beat the rangers i mean it, it could be i think it would be a great series but from what i've seen so far uh the rangers have a little bit of hard time with the speed of the devs we both love you because you're old school, and we reference that you won in 2003. You just need a bit of pugnacity to borrow a phrase from Brian Burke. And that's why, again, uh, all bent over shape, you know, even the Konechny thing a couple uh, couple months back that you were rather vocal about here in Leafs Nation. I totally get it. Come the playoffs, you need to have that sandpaper. I think Achari's going to bring that to a level. I think Ryan O'Reilly's going to bring that. So what's your feel on this Maple Leafs team? Do you think they have enough not only to beat Tampa, but actually do something substantial this spring? 
yeah. So uh, let me let me do this first. Uh, I want to go sure. off off kind of what you said here. And I'm not sp- specifically speaking on on the Leafs. Um, I'll get back to that in a second. But like my my point, Rosie, you would know this. Like if you put, for example, the best example I have for my is when George Larocque went to Montreal. Okay, Montreal was a passive team. They get George Larocque. Does that make them a tough team? I don't think it makes them a tough team. You, you're damn straight. I know when George is on the ice, I pay attention to that. Like, I don't want really to run into that. But at the same time, it doesn't change the team. But what? But then we could think of some other teams. Like, geez, I think of all the years. Uh, I remember playing against the Ottawa Senators, and it's like every single guy in that lineup, whether it was Mike Fisher. I mean, Chris Neal loved to drop the gloves and whatever. But like, uh, you can go. Uh, you know, Kelly, uh, like all the guys, they would stand up for one another and they'd get involved and they would, to me, like you don't even have to have someone that necessarily fights, but just if you, if you engage with anybody on that roster, you know that you've got guys that are all coming at you. That to me is team toughness, right? So, so that's a big thing. Like I'm not promoting saying, oh, you know, if this team goes out and gets, you know, Ryan Reeves, they're all of a sudden a tough team. I don't believe that. If you don't have a tough team already, uh, one guy's not going to change that. Um, you know, as far as the Leafs go, and I think this is what you're asking about where they're at with some of that. I, I, I like some of the pieces they have. Uh, I think that there's a big thing in the league right now, and we'll see if the Leafs have it and some other teams. There's this, uh, I feel like there's this uh, epidemic of not having game managers anymore. And some teams have it, some teams don't. And what I mean by that is mostly your bottom six players, but sometimes it's in your top six as well. Just looking at the scoreboard, realizing where you're at in the game, how to close a game out, what needs to be done in this situation. I think a lot of the league now is let's score a goal. And that's great. That's what I want to see. I love seeing high-scoring games. But uh, I think the more guys you get specialty players, this guy kills penalties, this guy wins face-offs, this guy blocks shots. When you get specialty players like that, I think it makes you so much more difficult to play against. I think that's what Nolachari does. Uh, I, I think that they have, um, you know, I'd like to see him even add another veteran piece. Uh, just It doesn't cost much for some of these guys. Tyler Mott deal to New York, I think is an incredible deal. I knew the Rangers loved them from last year. But that's a, those are the intangible pieces. There's not a ton of game managers out there anymore. And the ones that are, man, they're, they're, they're of a lot of value. Yeah, some call them shit disturbers. Some call them shift disturbers. So I should preface this entire conversation by, you know, I was telling Rosie, I'm like, I love to get Rupper on. So I text Rupper and he's like, that guy fucking cut me. So obviously (laughs) we got to break down. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. I looked it up. You had three scraps in your career. So I'm going to let you guys take it away. Rosie, you take the floor. Let's break down your three scraps right here. Did we fight three oh, times? I, all I remember every time you come in hot like that, and I didn't. Li- I don't <laughs> like when guys came in hot. And Rosie was tough as nails, man. Uh, and you'd, you'd come in hot, and there's a number of times I remember d- distinctly in the Minnesota Wild fight. So you got me there, knocked my bucket off there. When I, hey, that's when I, that's why I was still hanging on a little bit, but I shaved my head since then. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's uh, you're big boy, Rosie. How tall are you? Uh, six, three. I, I remember fighting you up. I thought we fought three times or I thought we fought twice. And then they pulled us up and we'd fought three times, uh, twice in the, your Pittsburgh days. And I remember the one in uh, Minnesota that's probably coming up later. You're, you're giving me a flurry there. And I think you tagged me with when I go to my knees and pop back up and then I was a little bit pissed off, but, uh, I remember you were always <laughs> honest about it. 
this one here. Yeah, I think it's that's probably so this a good th- hold one. on at this point. You, you, at that point, if you could bring it back, I know at this point, this guy likes coming in hot. Look at me backing off the draw. I'm like, <laughs> I need as much space. I want to, I want to dictate. You come flying in every time, and you got me good in this one. I'm pretty sure you got my nose pretty good. Well, yeah, I, I'm pretty much across the center line. Well, I don't like to mess around and get this thing over with. But look at you. I think you clanked me there, and then I was a little mad. But you're throwing hot and heavy, and you are a big boy. But I remember oh, a little story. Stuff. The first time we went, Rupper, I think it was my third game in the NHL. I had scored my first goal that that game. So obviously, I'm just buzzing right now in my own mind. And I went and finished my head against or my hit against Latang. Then I'm back checking, and he's up behind me, and he just lays one across my calves. So I turn around, and I just put my stick up kind of around his legs, in between his legs, and I go, what are you thinking tonight there, fella? And then he's, I think that uh, he watches a little too much soccer, and he just hits the deck, eh? And the whole crowd goes nuts, and no one knows what happened. Little skirmish happens. We both get penalties because no one knows what happened. And Bill McCreary comes into the penalty box and he's like three quarters body in the penalty box. And he is motherfucking me screaming at me saying that is Bush league shit. I do not put up with that. And I'm like, Bill, obviously you didn't see it because I didn't do anything. Latang just, just <laughs> laid there and did his, did his little spiel there. So then the next uh, shift, your leg comes over the boards. You come up and you go, you probably didn't spear him, did you, Rosie? And I go, I did not, Rupper. And he goes, but we're going to have to go anyways. I said, I understand. So now I'm sitting there. It's my third game in the league, and Big Mike Rupp's beside me. And then there's something wrong with the ice. So the liney start fixing it. They go to commercial. And I got to skate around for what seemed like 20 minutes waiting for this goddamn fight. I remember fight that now. The, yeah, I remember big that. Veteran. And I was like, Jesus, one of those ones that just lasted forever. But uh, then away we went, and always a uh, pretty spirited skirmish, man. But uh, you were a guy I always respected, and the little chats we had on the side was was always awesome no i appreciate that had a, a lot of respect for you too is the uh i didn't like fighting you though there's certain guys that i you know you, you can see there you caught me the one time you got my nose another time uh there's certain guys it's just funny like certain guys you just don't match up well against and there's some guys yeah. like i there's sometimes i it, sometimes you'll have a guy who uh who was who for me you, you remember, uh, chris thorburn chris thorburn yeah. I, I didn't he was tough, but he wasn't like league tough, like uh, the, the heavy of the heavies. I couldn't, I did bad with him every single time, but then I do good with like, I'd hang in there with like Colt Nor and I'd be like, all right, cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, totally. but it, it never made sense. I got a good Bill McCreary story for you real quick. Where I was playing in New Jersey. I love, love Bill. Uh, didn't love him at times playing. We'd always <laughs> kind of get into it with each other. But uh, so there's a time in New Jersey where I was, uh, I was on the bench and he missed a call or what I thought he did. And so I stand up and I was one of those guys, right? Stand up and just start, just start kind of using my stick like an oar on the side of the, the board, just banging, making noise, yelling, hey, you know, you missed it. And I'm basically showing him up in front of the whole arena. And yeah. so I end up sitting down, uh, you know, it, there's a TV timeout. I go to time my skates, uh, retime my skates on the bench and I lean down. All of a sudden I hear someone stop right in front of the bench. And I look up, and Bill McCreary is is crouched down. His face is like right here. I'm like down right by the the boards, and I, I pick my head up, and he goes, he goes, "You trying to show me up? Are you, are you you're a tough guy? You a tough guy?" And I'm like, Bill, I'm like, you know, Bill, fuck off, you know, like whatever. And he backs away during this TV timeout, and he goes, "Let's go, tough guy. Come on." He goes, "Let's go." And I go, "Are you challenging me to a fight? Are you kidding me, Bill?" And uh, he's like. 
Let's go. You're so tough. You're so tough. Let's go. And I'm losing my mind on the bench because I'm like, I'll never play in this fucking league again if I, you know, hop over this board. Are you kidding me right now? And you know, and he was just, and then he just eyeballed me all the all the way to the, the the next face off, and he just stared at me while the puck was getting dropped after TV timeout. I'm like, Billy McCurry just owned me. I can't. Well, like, what am I supposed to do there? I can't say or do, I can't do anything in that moment. But he was, uh, he knew what he can get away with, and he was legendary. He How was many games suspension would that be if you scrapped the ref? Right. How many games? Forever. I mean, you if you yeah. willingly just jumped over the boards and just squared off with, with Bill McCray, I mean, you'd never play again, right? You couldn't. Yeah, no, yeah. Not a shot. Who was it? Like, uh, was Dennis Weidman back in the day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, remember the little elbow or the little shot he had yeah. in front of the, uh, the bench in Calgary, I think it was, right? I yeah. think that, yeah. that line he hasn't 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 worked again and he's uh i think they had a little uh they came to terms outside of court mm -hmm. so it sounds like he got paid but he was acting like he was completely crippled by that little shove there with no good for <laughs> weidman obviously no it wasn't uh hey rupper we could talk for days with you man I, we want to have you back near the playoffs man i really set it up uh the tampa toronto series but for now we're going to bid you farewell uh thank you so much for doing this man really appreciate it Anytime, guys. Good catching up with you, Rosie, Nick. Anytime. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Because, hey, that's going to be the best The best first-round matchup is going to be that one. I can't, I can't wait to see it. So, Can't Thanks, wait, Robert. Button. Hopefully, hopefully you get yeah. Timo Meyer. okay? Now, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> see you, buddy. There you have it. A 2003 Stanley Cup champion, uh, color and studio analyst with the NHL Network. Man, that was a phenomenal breakdown. You guys just talking scrap and love it. <laughs> he's a good guy man i'm so happy guys like him are in media and, and their voices is still heard and all the experience that he played he played through a pretty wicked era obviously and got mm -hmm. to uh really understand some things and i mean when he's talking about that you know the way the team toughness is and stuff like that i mean we we see so often we got such young guys in this league and they're coming out of these leagues and they're they're just fresh faced and they just they don't quite have it the way they did back in Rupper's era where it's just pure men playing the game and you play it the right way. And it's just a different league right now. And it's interesting getting their takes and, and kind of refreshing everyone's memory on how some hockey has been played in the past and just keeping things honest is what it seems like. Don't forget at the Leafs Nation 401 here on YouTube where you can catch interviews, clips, uh, stories, shorts, uh, anything you can ask for, including the Mike Rupp interview that will be up a bit later on. You see it there right on your screen. For now, Rosie, you've been on fire, red hot, just like you were in those scraps coming in hot with that left hand with Mike Rupp. It's time to get to the Points Bet Canada bet of the day, courtesy of our friends here at Points Bet Canada. Take yeah, all right. I mean, I was looking at the board here, and I am looking at the Blackhawks game. And Patrick Kane, obviously, last night almost had a heroic last millisecond win in overtime. They called it back, unfortunately. But I think he's going to be buzzing tonight. They got the stars in town. I'm looking at his goals. I'm looking at his points, and there's just no value in it. But I look down at his assists, and over .5 has got plus 120 money on it. And, I mean, the guy's got twice as many assists as he does goals this year. And a guy like him, it's not hard for him to chip in an apple here and there. So that's my bet. Over 0.5, I got him to have at least one assist for plus 120 money against the Stars tonight. Uh, we'll see if we can keep this train rolling. I haven't been hot like this early in the season, but uh, we'll see how long we can make this baby go. No, no, you haven't been hot, period, all season long. Like, this is your longest run. I that haven't you even gotten like any six... 
I get your shit bored when you're tired or don't want to do it and you throw it at me at <laughs> 8.55 the night before and I'm like, okay. Hey, that's what happens when you're in the two chair, my friend. But no, it's it's one of those things where I like to ride the hot hand, right? I, I had been cooking in the first half of the season. I've been pretty decent as of late, but we have to give you the floor and you have to keep running with things. That's just the way it works. And I love that I've rubbed off on you too, that you're running the player props out there. You were all over Ryan O'Reilly last night. He scored like two minutes in. So I'm with you on Patrick Kane, man. It seems like ever since the Rangers spurned him or whatever you want to call it, and the Toronto drama... This guy's been cooking, man. I, I have him in fantasy hockey. I was pissed when they didn't count that goal last night, but he's feeling it. And the cherry on top to your to your bet tonight is the fact that I do think Dallas is full is fully entrenched in that conversation. Like if if Patrick Kane gets dealt, I wouldn't be shocked if it was the Stars. Yeah, for sure. I think he'll be buzzing. It could be a good game, something to watch. And yeah, I agree with you. He's been turning on lately. So a uh, player of his caliber just to get a simple appetizer out there, not too hard. I like it. Plus money all day. Hey, by the way, I got the rundown in front of me, so uh, we're going to start promoting this big time. But coming up on Friday, March 3rd, the Trade Deadline Edition show will be live from 12 to 4 Eastern time on the Daily Faceoff uh, YouTube page, Twitter, Facebook, again, starting at noon Eastern time. And I see the rundown here. The Players Room will feature Mike McKenna and Jay Rosehill breaking things down from the players' perspective. What's going to be in that Players Room? Maybe like a cigar or something? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. Good question. Me and Mikey Mac, yeah. we've uh, we've played together a few times in the league, and he, you follow him love, on Twitter and follow what he's got. He's uh, he's pretty matter of fact man, so I imagine we'll be we'll be ham and egging it a little bit in that players' room. And I have to give you some credit. You've been cooking a bit here via Twitter, so another edition of Rosie tweets will be coming your way, and maybe we'll say the next week. I know it's busy with the trade deadline, but we'll get to another segment. Okay. You betcha. You betcha. Just looking on uh, on YouTube here uh, for some quick thoughts. Tim writes in, concerned about Willie starting to not want to take a hit again. Come on, Tim. Give the guy a break. He's been outstanding. Tim was happy about hitting the Ryan O'Reilly props last night. And Prescott910 writes in, oh, yes, we remember well in Calgary. Calls have never been the same around here since then. He's talking about the Dennis Weidman play. I still remember like it was yesterday, but I don't believe Weidman played clearly another game in the NHL. That official never officialed another game in the NHL. Just a... A crazy, wow. crazy chain of events. And now, uh, what a great story by Mike Rupp, our guest on today's show, that he was asked to go by Bill McCurry back in the day. Obviously, didn't oblige, but that would have that have been quite the story if a player and a ref started scrapping. I know we see that in minor hockey sometimes, but never at the uh, National League level. Oh yeah, the, the dad coming out of the out of <laughs> yeah. the stand, running across the ice, trying not That's to you, slip. Buddy. Tackle, yeah, that'll be me this weekend. No, the Bill McCreary, he didn't take up, he didn't take any bullshit. One of those refs that demanded respect and would get right in your face if you were doing something you didn't like. It's better just to let him sleep and and call the game. But one of the one of the best, uh, one of the longest tending uh, referees in the league, from what I can remember, he was there forever. It seemed like. Love it and loving the Ryan O'Reilly pickup for the Leafs. I think they've earned a couple days off. Next up is a Friday home date with the Minnesota Wild coming up. So we'll continue to tee that up as the week goes on. Hoping to get Frank Saravalli on at some point to tee up the trade deadline. It'll be a week away coming up on Friday. And got a wide open show tomorrow. So you have to tune in to find out more on what we have cooking and, and storing for that one at the Leafs Nation 401. Again, where you can follow along on YouTube at the Leafs Nation 401. Rosie, great job today. We'll talk tomorrow, okay? Right on. See you guys tomorrow. There you have it. That's Jay Rose. So many thanks to uh, Mike Rupp and producer Alex as well. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching and following. Take care.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 